Hello sports fans, welcome to Bold Sports. This is Steve. And Matt. We will be discussing all Pittsburgh sports from Steelers to Penguins and Pirates with some talk on local colleges and we may have a rare look at Whitfield. Tune in each week at Sorgatron Media for Bold Sports. Alright folks, and we're back. Matt and I are here with another edition of Bold Sports. We're on episode 33. Hard to believe. It is hard to believe. I mean, we started this uh, right before week one of the NFL season. So yep. now the Steelers are done. <laughs> They've been done for a while. The NFL's been done for a while. We're Another now... team is done. Another team is done, which would be the Penguins. They hadn't even started when we started. Yeah, the, yeah, the Penguins, they were in training camp. So we got a whole season under our belt. We so. got a whole sports season. Sure, we got two whole seasons. seasons. Yeah. We got a Steelers season and a Penguins season under our belts. Could have been a longer Penguin season. That's all I'm saying. It definitely could have been. I don't think either one of us would have been mad, nor anyone else in the city of Pittsburgh would have been mad either. Uh, I know there's a few Caps fans around who might have been mad, but you know what? Yeah, you know what? It's okay. But now they're happy, and they have moved on to the Eastern Conference Finals, which we will talk about that uh, later on. Other than the devastating loss for the Pens, man, how was your sports week? It was pretty good. Um, as you can see, as you commented when I came up the stairs, I was outdoors a lot. That's um, good. You get a bike ride in? Got a bike ride in, got a run in, did some yard work. Um, you know, it's it's been a good weekend. I didn't really, didn't really watch much sports on the TV, um, except for hockey. Did you watch on your ESPN app? No, yeah, that that counts too. But I, just, I didn't. I basically, I basically just was outside unless there was a Pens game, pretty much all week. So I was either at work or um, on the golf course. I actually had two days off again in a row. Go figure. Still clocked out with well over forty plus hours. Good. Just short of fifty hours. Um, and yeah, made it to. Uh, I played Mount Lebanon because I couldn't get anybody else to play. Um, you know, that midweek thing, you yeah. know, most people work. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> most people. So, <laughs> and so I, uh, I, I love being able to walk to a golf course. Mm. It's great. I got up and played Mount Lebanon. I played 18 on Tuesday and I played, or 18 on Monday and I played 18 on Tuesday. Um, Monday night for the Pens game, I was under the whole, well, I wasn't watching. I was at an event. And then uh, Maida and I had a, uh, uh, a city day to ourselves whenever the Pens beat the Flyers. Okay. So I was like, and that was when they ended that series. So I was like, you know what? We'll go out. If there's a TV around, great. If not, oh well. So we went to an event down in Lawrenceville, Merchant Oyster. Merchant Oyster does not have TVs. Mm. But there was several people streaming it on their phone. Of course. Um, and you can hear from bars down the street and whatnot mm. every time something happened. Um, so unfortunately that process did not work where the pens would win. Were the people at the bar with no TVs, were they all like sports ball, sports ball? Uh, we don't know about the sports ball. There was a few of them. We came out, I was in Lawrenceville, so it was a little hipster-ish. We were at Cause a, it's not a ball, it's a puck. We were, we were at a hipster restaurant and, um, great food, great atmosphere, great time. We went to the suck and, uh, shuck and suck at Merchant Oyster. Mm. Um, but it was a good time, but there was people there with it on, they're streaming on their phones, so. Always. Um, yeah. Uh, you know, sometimes to go to an event, you have to give up a little something. 
Yeah, at least nowadays you can see. Like, I remember back in the day when you had uh, to, like, sneak a radio in your, like, yeah, or, or, or like, I recorded the game. Don't anybody tell me Don't what happens. Me. I used to, uh, I used to put tape across the bottom line of the TV. The TV so ticker? That, so the ESPN yeah. ticker wouldn't spoil the game. Because I'd be at work, I'd, I'd have a game, like, lined up to watch at home, you know. And it wasn't, it wasn't even, like, it wouldn't even, it'd be like a soccer game that didn't even air on regular television. You know, just, like, streaming only. But once it's over, oh, yeah, we'll tell you the score. Like, we're not going to show you the game, but we'll tell you the score once it's over. So, yeah, like, I used to put masking tape across, like, the, the ticker of ESPN, like, for most of, like football season on into baseball right i can see that happening definitely see that happening um so we're going to talk about probably right now at this juncture of their season the best team the best professional team in pittsburgh best team in town baby the riverhounds riverhounds i saw a tweet earlier today uh, i'm sure you saw it um yeah you just assume i'm on twitter all day <laughs> Well, I mean, you do check your phone in between work periods. Checking my phone right now, as a matter of fact. <laughs> um, so, a few good things uh, with the Riverhounds. They defeated the Toronto Football Club 2 last weekend in a 2-1. Uh, forward uh, Nico Brett has been named to the USL Team of the Week. This is his second um, time this season so far. Congratulations, so. Nico. Congratulations, Nico. Uh, this Friday, uh, Indy 11 Professional. Uh, come to Highmark Stadium Friday night. Uh, now, what they're doing is Mother's Day. It's Mother's Day weekend. It is Mother's Day weekend. Um, so they're doing two-for-one tickets. And if you see, you'll see on Twitter and on their Facebook page everything, hashtag Moms on the Mall. Oh, that's, that's dear. It's charming. It is. Moms <laughs> on the Mon. Um We'll go with that. I wonder if, like, Millwall in England has, like, a promotion, like, where you bring your mom. Like, some of, some of these, some of these, like, Especially some of the rougher around the edges fan bases like West Ham, like <laughs> I, I don't think that you should be encouraging anyone to bring your mom. Well, but again, the Riverhounds is a family friendly. It is a family friendly event. A lot of kids they're they're promoting soccer around Pittsburgh, especially with the um, youth organizations. Mm -hmm. um, the uh, get the youths out there. Yeah, it's most of their most of their games are Saturdays. This year, so this is a rare opportunity. Um, if you're busy on Saturdays, usually, like maybe go out Friday night and check out the Hounds. Yeah, because they haven't lost. They're the only team in USL with no. They losses. are the only undefeated team. They're not in, in the first USL. because they've got a couple ties, whereas other teams have more wins than them. But which I actually, it's a big deal to not lose a game. I actually have their thing broken down. We'll get into that there for a minute. Uh, next week, on Wednesday the 16th, the U.S. Open Cup begins, and the Riverhounds will be in Erie against Commodores Football Club. I like the Commodores Football Club logo. I just found out about them when... I saw it today when, when they online. announced this, but yeah. Um, like, it's got, like, the crest, and there's, like, some kind of, like, ship theme or whatever, but, like, the banner that says, Don't Give Up the Ship... Which was like, was. you know, the, the battle flag from, like, the Battle of Lake Erie. The Battle of Lake Erie. Julian which... and I saw that flag in the Naval Museum in Annapolis back in October. You were down for a wedding. When, when we were yeah. down there for a wedding. So, uh, you know what? Like, I'm already buying into the culture around this, this Erie Commodores FC. But I want them to lose. This week. Yeah. On Wednesday. Yes. I don't, I don't care what they do in their, you know, regular league matches. They're probably, I don't know what league they're in. I'm, I'm assuming it's like some regional development league that's below USL. Right. So it would be big for them to beat the Riverhounds. Um, they get the home game. 
if it ends in a tie, they get to come to Pittsburgh and do a replay. Is how they run it in the tournament. Okay, so so this is this is the U.S. Open Cup. Mm. So this is their a tournament inside the season. Yeah, which counts on your record. Uh, Doesn't count in your standings like for the league though. So if if the Riverhounds lose in the cup, like they would still have zero losses in the standings for the USL. Okay, because this this is just like a separate thing altogether. And this is where we could. Is this the one where we could potentially play like DC United or? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. We we could do that. You know, we beat Erie. Um, then they'll, you know, all the winning teams from this round will go into another draw. Um, they'll pick names out of a hat or something, and Pink then you, you'll find out who you're playing. Like you're, you're starting to get into the rounds where the MLS teams come in. Like they get buys for the first couple rounds because they're MLS. Um, but yeah, like with, within the next round or two, like we should find out if we're going to be playing an MLS team. Um, hope, hopefully we get that Hopefully far. we do get it. You know, hopefully it sucks do. to be in the Open Cup and then to lose to, like, Eerie. you know, Ottawa. Or, or <laughs> no, but, like, a team that we already beat like, right. in the regular season. Like, it, it's cool to, like, progress it, through those rounds and, you know, and get higher up. Like, play play somebody that you wouldn't get to play otherwise. And if you pull off the upset, that's that's good attention for the club and for the city and, you know, makes makes people maybe pay attention. Definitely. And it's definitely good. Like, I've seen a lot more, like, attention paid to the Riverhounds from local media than I can really remember. I know. Uh, Bob Pompiani went off. Mm-hmm. Uh, what cha- What night did I get to watch the news? Because I was home early. I didn't see the, I didn't see the story, but mm-hmm. I saw a tweet. Yesterday. Yesterday, he did a little bit of them on there about talking about how they were the, you know, the only undefeated team. And, uh, you know, right now in Pittsburgh, they're probably the best team in Pittsburgh as a record anyway. Yeah. And so forth. Uh, speaking of their record, the Hounds are in third place in Group A. Uh, they have seven matches played, uh, ten goals for, three goals against, which is pretty damn good. Mm-hmm. Uh, and they have 15 points. Again, you've stressed about the uh, the ties. So they did have a couple of nil-nil ties. Mm-hmm. So they didn't get any points for or against there. And other teams have the higher point total in the goals for uh, category. So... But no, uh, Friday night, man. Take your mom. Happy Mother's Day. Take your mom's soccer I, match. I really don't think my mom's going to want to go to soccer. Um, Friday is her, like, babysit both grandkids day. Oh. And there's a third grandkid on the way, like, any day now. So uh, when she gets home Friday, she's probably just going to want to eat whatever takeout my dad provides and read her book and go to sleep. Sounds like a good but but if too. like she changes her mind like I got nothing to do and like whatever because you're off what Fridays and I'm Sundays. off Friday night and like here's the dilemma though man like if you go to one sporting event in Pittsburgh on Friday and I'm not arguing against the Riverhounds like as a concept uh, and we're gonna talk we're gonna about get to that later okay we're gonna talk okay. about that there's later. other things there's other there's always entertainment dollars being competed for yes and sometimes you just have a better play than your opponent. That's all I'll say right now. I'll tease it. Yeah. Um, so, get yourselves out to a Riverhouse game. Yeah, and, and if they don't, um, if, if, if we don't go Friday, um, I think their next home game is on the 26th of May. Something along the way. That's is, a Monday. Which is a Saturday. Um, no, the 26th of May is a Monday. No, or is it a Saturday? Oh, it is a Saturday, because the 28th, that's Memorial Day weekend. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's... Yeah, it should be. A and I think they have like an away game in their 
in between. It's not not a cup game, but like another league game. Right. But it's away. Um, but I'm I'm happy with what I've seen so far. Um, that the little experiment to see what kind of appetite there is in Rochester, New York, for the minor league version of Toronto FC was a spectacular dud. If you got to watch any of it, there were maybe like thirty people in the stands. I did not get to watch any of it because it was not available where I was at. Mm, yeah, okay. So I I was flipping between, because that game started at 6, and right when, right when the first half was ending, flip over to NBC, watch some horses run around for two minutes, and then flip back to the soccer game. Yeah, I, I was at work, and um, I had a really weird experience at work with the Derby this year, just because of... Did um, a bunch of horses come in, like... Wanting to watch it? They uh, didn't have a booth big enough for their uh, we, large hindquarters. Uh, we we didn't no. have uh, we didn't have the the horse running crowd. No, at work. The, usually the derby. It doesn't matter who you are, whatnot. The derby comes on. Every TV in the place gets switched to the mm. derby, and it's on the you know. There's a TV that has the coverage on all day because the coverage is nine hours long mm. for a two minute race, um, and then at the time the derby kicks off is it's it's. It's on for the two minutes, and then they leave the coverage on certain TVs, and they flip back to other sports. Um, the crowd that we had in that night, I was at the upstairs bar, was not having it whatsoever and freaked the fuck out. Didn't want to watch the horses. Um, I will tell you off air what some things were said. Um, <laughs> but it was it, it was almost a mutiny. Yeah. It was it's almost two minutes, a, man. It's it was two almost a mutiny. I've seen, like, you know, car commercials that are longer than two minutes. Uh-huh. But... It was almost yeah, a mutiny. Whatever. You know, it's... <sighs> you know, if, look at it this way. If it was a mutiny, man, like... Oh, That man. makes you the captain, so you gotta at least Ooh. feel good about that. <laughs> yeah, but I didn't have the TV clicker. Oh. <laughs> well, that's the first mate's job. <laughs> right? My first mate was my boss, and we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that off-air. It's quite an interesting story. Uh, but the other uh, sides here, we have um, one of the best rivalries in sports. The Yankees-Red Sox series is going on. Um, the Yanks did win uh, last night uh, and this tonight. Uh, we're recording here on Wednesday. Uh, the Yankees have won 17 of 18. It's fucking ridiculous. Um, they are now tied for first in the AL East with the Red Sox. Um, five come from behind wins this season, which is most in uh, Major League Baseball. Uh, the typical Yankees-Red Sox game uh, uh, tonight uh, and last night, both were four hours. And it, like last night was four hours, five minutes. Last night was three hours and 56 minutes. That's like brisk. I mean... <laughs> Anything I mean, under four hours with those two teams? Yeah, right? It was Yeah, it was just short of four hours tonight. Um, I watched the whole game because I was home. I worked mm. this morning. I was home uh, uh, to do some things, and I got home in the first inning and had the game on, and it didn't get over. Uh, I got to see the last five seconds of the Celts game. Oh, yeah. Because I was more interested Tonight, in the Yankees-Red Sox Celts game. game. I just – I watched, like, the second half. I just don't get NBA teams who just run down and chuck a three. 
Eh, you know what I mean? That's the new NBA, man. It's well, yeah, but like the the Warriors like pass the ball around at least. Well, yeah, they pass, you know? pass, pass. Like, then the, way, chuck the, a three. the way that like the Sixers when the Sixers come down and Embiid just like chucks it from like four feet behind the top of the key, you know that's not to be compared with the Warriors where you can swing it around and you know that like Clay Thompson and Steph Curry. And, like, Draymond Green and Andre Iguodala, like, they can all hit shots from outside. They all can um, hit shots from outside. You know, like, it, I, it's just, I mean, and I'm just watching it. Like, I'm neutral. I'm kind of I'm kind of pulling for the Sixers because of TJ McConnell. And it's just frustrating. Like, and I feel this way when I watch, like, bad pit teams from the past few years. Like, exactly. the first fundamental they teach you in, like, sixth grade basketball is to, like, pass. You know? And isn't that as far as you went? A sixth grade basketball? No, I went to, I went to eighth. Okay, you went to eighth grade. Good stuff. I didn't do any basketball, organized basketball, growing up. No. So I can't even not go there. Uh, but finishing up with the Red Sox Yankees, check this stupid stat out. Um, both teams are at a 714 win percentage, um, which is pretty much unheard of in baseball. That's freaking high. Especially for, I mean, we're 40 games in, mm-hmm. round numbers. We're 40 games in. And their seven fourteen win percentage. I mean, the Red Sox had an amazing start going seventeen and one. Yeah. Uh, the Yankees have had an amazing run here going seventeen to eighteen. They went seventeen and one in the last eighteen games. So that alone is just ridiculous. Um, they do play tomorrow again um, at seven oh five in Yankee Stadium in the United States. Yeah, in the United States. You um, broke news last week, Steve. Yeah, next year. Next year, they're in, they're in you England. You said that, and I was... You, Steve last week is like, the Red Sox and Yankees are playing a series in London next year. And <laughs> and I'm like, where? And he's like, I don't know. I'll get back to you. And then I didn't hear anything about it anywhere else all week. I kind of forgot we even talked about it. I know, it. and I didn't even see where they And then I saw, I saw a tweet last night, like, this morning in UK time. Right. That said... Like, breaking news from BBC Sport that the Yankees and Red Sox are playing a two-gamer at the London Olympic Stadium. So, like, I guess BBC must listen to the Bold Sports podcast and they heard, like, some unsubstantiated rumor and decided to do some digging. Right. You know, uh, make that's some great. phone calls. Make some phone calls. I didn't, I didn't get a phone call on that, but... Well, no, you wouldn't know. I didn't know where they were they, playing they, they or when. To, they need to find out from like the like the police commissioner for East London. Like, do you have any, you know, do you have any overtime that like you're gonna be like dishing out in July? How much would that cost for me and Chris to go to fucking London, for me to wear my Red Sox gear and him to wear his Yankees gear? Would we get arrested? No. no there's no <laughs> such thing as baseball hooligans. Like you're gonna be fine, man. I mean. The worst, the worst thing that could happen to you is like just get like pickpocketed or stabbed, but like not for like sports reasons, you know, just because you're like the random victim of a Jack the Ripper of an attack. <laughs> Jack the Ripper is not around anymore. I mean, there's, there's still crime, you know. Um, yeah, like I, kudos to you for being on top of that. Um, well, I'm a Red Sox fan. I heard that. I'm I think what? it's. I think it's kind of dumb. Yeah, I mean, but. It is the Red Sox and Yankees. So. Well, well, speaking of kind of dumb, we're going to segue that into this next one, which isn't dumb. <laughs> it's, a, dumb. it's a cool stat, but it's kind of it's kind of weird. <clears throat> where there was a no-hitter yesterday. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, I know. 
you know, James Paxton uh, for the Seattle Mariners. Big Canadian. Maple. He's Canadian. Tossed a no-hitter in Canada against the Toronto Blue Jays. Now, this is his third no-hitter. It's also his third no-hitter in a different country. His previous no-hitters, he no-hit the Red Sox when he played for the A's. And he was on a four-pitcher combined no-hitter for the Dodgers when they played in Mexico City. No. Yeah. No, 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 no. Not Paxton. Those were the no-hitters in baseball this year. Sean Manaya threw a no-hitter for Oakland, and the Dodgers had a combined... Yeah, the third in no the third in twenty eighteen, not James Paxton's third. The way I I must have read. There's this no wrong. way anybody threw three no hitters in the first month of baseball. I mean, it's I guess it's possible, but it's very improbable. But yeah, there have been three no hitters this year. Oh yeah, and I've You're actually right. worked on two of them. I've been I've been at my job for like fourteen years, and I've only worked four no hitters. And, and half of them happened in, like, the last two weeks. Yeah, you're right. I'm sorry. I read, this, I read this stat wrong. So it's the third no-hitter this year in the, th- in the third country. Yeah. But, like, I mean, that'd be amazing if James Paston did all that. Like, even over, like, the course of your career, to throw a no-hitter in three different countries is freaking hard to do because baseball doesn't play in Mexico but for this one series. So, also... Even you... if you count Puerto Rico as another country... Which it's not, but if, if you did, like, there's only really, like, three countries where baseball has been playing, like, real, like, games that count. Four if you count Australia, but that was ridiculous. Like, so no one's throwing a no-hitter on, like, 12-hour jet lag. It ain't happening. <laughs> but did you also see this, that James Paxson, before he pitched against the Twins? Yeah, an eagle landed on him. Had a bald eagle land on him? Uh-huh. Uh, I, I don't know if that was a... Bird that they had for the game for like the yes, start of the game. Yeah, because they were I don't know where I, they were. Were they, they were in Seattle? Uh, he's wearing gray in that picture. No, okay, so I'm so assuming Minnesota. Some some place where they had a patriotic flyover. You know, you, you I mean like why not have an eagle flyover? It's just as patriotic as an F-16, right? And it doesn't cost like a hundred thousand dollars just to get it off the ground. That is true. Am I right? That is true. I mean, it's not quite as breathtaking, and it's. It's it's not as it's not as amusing to me when I wake up and look out my window and see an eagle, as as opposed to like, hey, there's the Blue Angels ready for their flyover at a Bucko game, which but, I have video of the. Blue but like Angels. I said, like the Blue Angels, costs a lot of money to get them up there. They there's do. insurance involved. I don't know how much eagle insurance costs, but I bet it's not as much as like insuring your flyover, just on the off chance that like an engine falls off and you've got to eject into the mon. <laughs> <laughs> well, did we already have a plane go down in a river? Allegedly, and I think anybody that is a was alive during that is now gone. No, that happened like no, that was in like the fifties. Uh, that was World War Two. Look, a lot of people from World War Two are still with us. There are uh, even more people who were children during World War Two. There are are still with us. There are, and, and will be with us for some time yet to come. I hope. Yes. I don't know if, like, you know, it was a post-World War II flight. Like, if it was during the war, like, they wouldn't need to be flying around here. You know? If they said, like, hey, like, a, you know, a plane that we could have used in Japan 
just crashed in Homestead. It'd be like, where's Homestead? Why? <laughs> and like, how the hell are you going to get the plane out of the mud-bottomed Monongahela River and back to like Okinawa where it needs to be? Correct. So, but he threw his no-hitter in his homeland of Canada. Um, hell of a game. Good job, James Paxton. Uh, third no-no this year. No funny stuff either. That's what I liked about it. Like, the Manaya no-hitter had a couple calls. Yeah, there, there was, this there was, was a, pretty straightforward. There was an outside-the-baseline call that got reviewed where, like, the first hit of the game, in Manaya's case, was, like, overturned by replay, which I don't think I'd ever seen before in a no-hitter. Um, but the Paxton no-hitter, guy was dealing, man. Yeah. And, like, the fielders were making good plays. Like, there were a couple good outfield plays in the last couple innings. Like, the final play of the game was, you know, a third to first, just, like, textbook, like, one-hop scoop. Really fun to watch. Um, the, the other thing that I really liked about it, he was throwing 99 and 100 in the ninth inning. Yeah, uh, his so last three pitches were, his last three pitches were 98, 100, and 99. Especially you get worried when the, the announcers, and these I was listening to the home announcers, so they were being a little more kind of like coy about yeah. it. When the away team, or, or when, when, when the pitcher with the no-hitter, like the other team's like announcers are always like, no-hitter this, no-hitter that, no-hitter this, no-hitter that, because they want to try to jinx it. They want to try to jinx it and break Until it, it gets to like the seventh, eighth inning, and then they're like, oh, this could be history. But like the you know the Seattle announcers like they're like going from like fifth sixth inning and they're just like you know they don't want to say anything yeah you know they they tweeted something out that was just like just turn on your TV trust us yeah you know so he's and, got um, a hell of a game going but like some of the stuff they were talking about was like well you know his pitch count because we all know like it's happened already once this year where somebody had a no hitter and they got pulled it was the Pirates Trevor Williams okay so it was game two it was game two. Um, <laughs> We're a little bit further into the season now, and they're saying, like, well, is, is Paxton going to be, you know, is he going to have enough to go? Is he going to pull him to save his arm? You know, he showed them, I'm still good in the ninth inning. I got 99, I got 100. So that's... Which, and, and he, at that point, he knows what's going on, and he's just pulling back with all his... Like, I just want to blow this ball by him and not ex and have them not expect a 100-mile-an-hour pitch yeah. with two outs in the ninth. Yeah. Like I, you know, that's just what that is. And he was—he wasn't like Manaya, who like didn't even realize that he had a no hitter going because he didn't pay attention to like the call on like one of the errors in in like the in like even before the overturned like outside the base play, there was like a an iffy ball at shortstop. In in this case, Paxton was like, I you know I knew what I had going like when I looked up at the scoreboard because like. He said, he said it had something to do with, like, how fast everything was going. You know, like, you're just pitching, and then the you look up, and it's, like, the seventh inning already, and you're only on, like, it's 86 pitches. And it's 8.30. And it's 8.30, <laughs> and you're like, how did I, I must have been, like, just mowing guys down, and then you look at the line score, and as a matter of fact, you are. You, you've gotten everybody, he had, like, three walks, like, one of them I know about, like, throwing out stealing, so he was, like, two over the minimum. And throwing a no hitter in his native land of Canada. It's a good job for him. Uh, this week, also, well, we'll start with last week and then we'll move in this week. PGA Tour last week. Uh, Jason Day won the Wells Fargo Championship last weekend at Quail Hollow Golf Club. Um, yeah, right? Uh, he had a minus 12. 
Uh, and this we talked about prior it was the warm up to the majors that starts tomorrow, Thursday. That's the players, um, the players championship at TPC Sawgrass in Jacksonville, Florida. Tea time started seven ten a.m. Mickelson and Woods are paired together uh, on the day at the one fifty two tea time. Uh, Spieth, McRoy, and DJ with other notables will be in the AM. And, of course, you'll have some other notables in the PM as well. Uh, I believe right before uh, Woods and Mickelson tee off is um, uh, Ricky Fowler um, right there. Uh, so they, the first day, they mix it all up. you know. And then and it's golf, so it goes based on who's leading. The first day, it's a mixed bag of draw where your, tea's, where your tea time is and who you're playing with. And then after that, it goes based on your lead and where you're at. And the leaders tee off last and so forth. Um, but they did the opening day, like Tiger and Phil pairing. Yeah. For, for interest, for ratings. For interest know. rates, you know, put the two 40-plus-year-old guys that are, that are, you know, on the downside of their career. And are still two of the most talked about guys. Yeah. Phil won a tournament this year. He won Mexico City. It's um, it'll be good to watch. Like they do that because, I mean, people are paying to. Usually, like you, you get a whole package for all four days, and then maybe even the practice round. The U.S. Open was you know, a little expensive, and it's a little but expensive. it was worth it. So you you give people something to pay attention to if they have a Thursday ticket, because mm-hmm. they know they're not going to see like even the cuts on a Thursday, let alone, like, who wins the thing. So, you know, you give them, you give them a good pair to follow um, for just pure interest. Like, you can't beat Tiger and Phil as a pair. No. And then when you get tired of walking, you just, like, pick a spot, stop, and watch everyone else come through, and you'll see some great golf. You'll see some there's, great There's golf. a lot of good holes, a lot of good spectator opportunities on that course. Of course, the 17th hole is the most talked about famed hole on that course. There are some other notable holes. 18 is... 18 is a monster. 18 is a monster, and it's, like, all water on the left. If you're left, you're, you're wet. You're swimming. If you're left, you're wet, uh, which I could play that hole beautifully. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Me maybe not so much, but yeah, you'd be fine. I can play the whole beautifully. I, you know, if I go left, I really screwed up. Uh, <laughs> you know, most of the time I'm like, God damn, how to go that far right? Um, you know, I worry about how far right I go compared to, to I ain't worried about going left. Well, you and I played uh, one day last year, and I, I lined up like I normally do to hit my fade, and and I've taken my horrible slice and the more of a power fade, and something worked completely right. But my ball went dead straight. It went 310 yards dead straight over the trees onto the next fairway. I'm like, well, that's going to be fun. <laughs> like, yeah, whatever. I found you eventually. Yeah. We yeah. met back up at the clubhouse. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I found you on the green four shots later. Um, but no, all good. It's going to be a great uh, major. This is the second major of the year. Uh, also, Tiger did. It's not have, really a major, though. No, this is the major. The players is the players championship is held at Sawgrass. Yeah, but it's not a major. No, this is the players major. This is the players championship. Yeah, is a major that they're holding at TPC Sawgrass. Right, they call it the fifth major. No, but this is actually a major major. That's it's why it's not this a major. So the majors late. are the Masters. The Mas- British Open, the Masters, the, the U.S. Open, Open, the U.S. Open, and, and the, the players, PGA Championship. This is the PGA Championship. What? Yeah. It's the PGA Championship. No, 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 no. Yeah, it is. Now I know they they moved the PGA Championship earlier in the calendar, 
this year, but it's not this early. There's no way. This is the players, man. Like I, I actually listen to a lot of golf talk in in my like weekly podcast listening, and like I am I am certain that this is not a major. Like the the Wanamaker Trophy, which is what they give out for the PGA Championship, like that thing's not going anywhere this weekend. Trust me. That's why they call it the fifth major, because it's not a major. It's just, just, just there, almost a major, but not a major. And it never will be, because golf is a tradition-bound sport. And you can't get rid of the British Open, can't get rid of the Masters, can't get rid of the U.S. Open. And the PGA Championship, albeit, is the probably least important of the four majors, but it's usually the last one in the calendar. You're right. This is, they, they switched this up this year. Because this, this, this uh, course is typically played, this is the first year they did it. This okay. course is typically played before um, before Augusta. Oh, okay. So they switched it up to be to, to be between the Masters and the U.S. Open. Okay. It used to be before, because it would be on the Florida swing. Mm-hmm. And they come up out of South Florida and go north, and then they would play this, and then they would play one other bullshit tournament, and then they go to the Masters. Now, is that to get a better field? I guys, guys like would guys in the past like skip the uh, the sawgrass? No, because there was because a they week. were trying to rest up for the Masters. And no, because was, like, this was usually held the week before. No, this was like held uh, first week. First weekend in April is the Masters, so this was usually held the third weekend in February, which is still good weather in mm-hmm. North Florida. Yeah, they they switched it up. So I, I apologize. This isn't a major. It's the fifth. The quote unquote fifth major, uh, but either way, but the still PGA has tournament. been moved. Like they're not playing the PGA in like mid August yeah. this year. They they move some stuff around. They move some stuff around for sure. But yeah, this is considered the fifth major. Which you know what, you can set your watch to Augusta in April. Yeah, and they move everything else around. <laughs> yeah, you, you set your watch to that first Thursday at Augusta in April, and you're good to go. Uh, speaking of setting watches, we got to go ahead and take a time out and listen to some things from our friends at Sorgatron Media. We'll be back in just a few moments with some more exciting news, talk, and sports. Do you like professional wrestling? Want your discussions? No holds barred. Check out WrestlingMayhemShow.com for all the wrestling podcast flavor you can handle. All right, folks, and we are back. Uh, after that nice little break, and you got to listen to what's going on at Sorgatron Media Studios in Beachview. All right, Matt, Buckos. So I was I worked day shift to work today. Uh, they played an afternoon getaway game. I was dead as shit. Yeah. So I got to watch the majority of the pirate game while like polishing some glasses, moving around. We got a big event tomorrow. The whole place is bought out, um, and. Um, it's bought out from Jerome Bettis and his foundation. Oh, nice. He was there this afternoon with a bunch of kids to bowl with the bus and all that. Bus loves bowling. I, re- I remember does, that. I, I think remember he covered it. His, his, I think he covered it his 300 ring. He's in the Bowling Hall of Fame, I believe. I think so. Or maybe like the Michigan Bowling yeah, Hall of Fame Yeah, maybe something. Michigan Bowling Hall of Fame. But, but he, yeah. has a, he has a 300 ring and he has a 300 game and he has coveted that. And uh, so forth, and then he won the Super Bowl ring, and I think that took over. Mm. But and he's got the Hall of Fame ring now, yeah, which is even more awesome. But he can bowl up up until like 
his old age. Yeah, he can bowl for he a can't long play time. football. He anymore, looks really but, good too. Yeah. He's walking around nice. He's not. A couple times before when I seen him out and about in restaurants where I've taken care of him, he uh, was a little limpy. A little. Mm. I think he had some some stuff fixed. Um, well, he did drag Brian Urlacher all the way to the Hall of Fame. He did. <laughs> <laughs> he did. He bowled his ass over. Um, but so I, we have an event tomorrow night with Jerome Bettis. Uh, and several other uh, current, former players in different sports and different media personalities and so forth. And uh, so I'll be working out tomorrow night. That'll be a fun time. That's cool. Um, so, but today was getting ready to prepare for that and stocking bars with all the glassware and this, that, and the other thing. Watch most of the Pirate game. Uh, so they did have a come from big, a big come from behind win today. Uh, in Chicago, they were playing the White Sox, not the Cubs. Mm-hmm. Um, they also won yesterday, 10-6, to over the said White Sox. Again, with a come-from-behind win. Um, today, their come-from-behind win was in the ninth with four runs. The Bucks are winning against the teams that they should be, and they are taking a shelling <laughs> uh, against the teams that they also should be. More importantly, though, they're doing well in the division. Yes, well, the division's weak again. The division is weak again. Which is good. And the losses to the Nats do count in the standings. They count in the standings. So when you're going up against the Cubs at the end of the year to see who has more wins, like, those were four opportunities that they They wasted. They did. They they, they, uh, took a four-game sweep uh, that the Nationals gave us. Uh, The team isn't bad at all. They need tweaked, uh, especially in the bullpen. Uh, the offense needs to be more consistent in my eyes. Um, so, they're not as bad as we thought they were going to be. No, they're not. And not that's all. all I can... It's a pleasant surprise. I like it. I'm enjoying it. Uh, I'm enjoying baseball. Uh, I love watching the guys. Uh, still not going to go to PNC Park, but hey, that's my personal opinion and view. What if you could like sneak in? Eh. You know what? I'm. What if you could like sneak in with a thirty pack and like, <laughs> a camp stove and a pack of hot dogs? You know what? Uh, and then you don't have to spend any money there. <laughs> hey Manny, can I throw some dogs down on your barbecue grill real quick? <laughs> That's hilarious. I got I got you a couple old Germans for the trouble. Right. You know. <laughs> I mean, a plastic flask would probably work. The beer belly, you know. The, yeah, I can the get the, out. I can fake, get the the, 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 the hollowed out beer belly. You might, they might make you pay for two seats, though. Ah, uh, yeah. Well, as much beer as you're bringing yeah. in. Jesus, yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, I don't know. At this point, maybe if somebody gave me a free ticket, yeah, and it didn't come out of my pocket, I'd probably mm-hmm. be like, "Fuck! What else am I gonna do?" Um, get drunk before the game. Well, if you think that uh, you'd like to see me take Steve to a pirate game, I will buy him a ticket. Um, <laughs> if you want to help out, help me finance that, I'm at MM Tasty on Venmo. <laughs> <laughs> There's uh, math. Look at math promote. <laughs> Try to Venmo me, man. <laughs> you know, it's the same as my Twitter. It's real hard. No one, no one can say they couldn't find me on Venmo. I don't. I don't buy that. I don't buy it. Just because. Just because you owe me money doesn't make me harder to find on the internet. 
<laughs> but if you're feeling charitable and you want to see Steve make it to a pirate game without having to reach into his heavy-ass wallet. <laughs> oh, I wish my wallet was heavy. <laughs> M.M. Tasty on Venmo. <laughs> I got a girlfriend. I don't have a heavy wallet. <laughs> we got bills to pay. Yeah. <laughs> well, if you wrote down, if you wrote down like all of her feedback on little piece of paper and put it in there, it'd be heavy. Oh, true. <laughs> yeah, let me write down all the feedback. That'll be heavy. We like it. it. Uh, but like I said, the Pirates are are, are not a bad team, which is good. Um, they are winning. I I think they are a bad team, which is good right now. I'm, I'm not so sure that they're not gonna like. I'm not sure they're not going to revert to the mean. Regression to the mean is a real thing that happens every year, even when they make the playoffs. I mean, they they do take a. I mean, even the years they made the playoffs, I mean, they took a, you know, ten game straight loss. All I'm saying is, I can't, I can't bag on them right now. Like, I can't bail on them. I can't talk bad about them. I'm not because they're above five hundred. And five it wasn't that long ago that people were wearing T-shirts just celebrating the fact that the team was above 500. 2012. So, and I I don't expect people to just jump jump on board the pirate ship like as soon as the Penguins finish. And you know it's hard for people to transition from one season to the next. And you've you've still got time to get buck fever. You still got time to get buck fever, you do. But you should definitely expose yourself to the pathogens. Because right now, like, it's a good team. They're winning. They're giving us what we want. I mean, they um, went to Miller Park and took two out of three. They, that used they, to be a house of horrors they, for the Pirates. They, 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 took, they took two games straight from the White Sox. Both come from behind wins on the road. Um, they come back home for a big stretch. And most notably... Uh, we mentioned going to go see the River Hounds with your mom for BOGO tickets. Yeah, we mentioned it. We um, said it that it's not happening, but yes, we did mention uh, it. And, you know, it's great to go, and you'll probably get a little bit of a cheaper ticket because this weekend the Giants are in town, and it's Kutch's homecoming. He's back, baby. Kutch is back. He'll be playing right field in PNC Park for the Giants. I, do you think someone's going to – I bet you someone runs out on the field. Is there a is there a Vegas odd we can lay on this? I don't know. I, I mean, it's illegal. Uh, it's illegal to run on the field. It's a five hundred dollar fine. Are you allowed to gamble on things that are illegal? Like, could I could I put money on like if someone's gonna rob the PNC on McNeely in like the next three weeks? <laughs> like, I don't think so. I don't, I don't think I, I think that that would encourage crime. You know, do you imagine like robbing a bank, like taking like a couple grand, and then like also like cashing in your ticket because you had it? You know. <laughs> So I don't. I don't think you can. Can I cash this in because I'm gonna need this to pay my bail? <laughs> I just. I nobody who's nobody. No Pittsburgh athlete who has ended up with another team has been as beloved as Andrew McCutcheon still is, with one notable exception, who we might get to later, and that'd be Flurry. Because yeah. I'm. St- I'm still hanging out watching like Vegas. Oh, yeah, I'm still games. watching Knights games. The Knights yeah. are playing with house money. Well, not just because they're in Vegas. They're Vegas. The house always wins. <laughs> not because they're in Vegas. I mean, nobody expected the Knights to do anything this year. Um, you know, uh, but no, seriously, McCutcheon is back. This is their this only weekend. series in town. Only so series in Pittsburgh this year. If you want to see Kutch, like, it's going to be off the hook. There's going to be. I'm sure. I don't a big know. Standing ovation. Like, where does he bat? Does he bat third? Does I, he bat in the top three? 
of that lineup. Um, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna go out on a limb and say that there's probably not like four other hitters on the Giants better than McCutcheon right now. I don't so even know where he's batting. He's not gonna bat clean up. He never really has. Like I don't he, know where he's, he's batting. He either batted like first or third or sixth. Yeah, depending on how he was. Doing. I could see him at sixth. Could see him at sixth, but like they might just put him in the top three, just for this game, just to like, I don't know. I guess managers don't base their lineup on like how the opposing fans like can't wait to clap for a guy, but it'd be really nice to like see McCutcheon guaranteed in the first inning. Yeah, and then you can go to the bathroom and get your beer and hot dog. Definitely, that would be nice. I, From I Steve, guess I... who's cooking them on a on a camp stove. On a camp stove under the stairs behind like the bullpen. Under the stairs behind. Where he the thinks bullpen. no one's gonna notice. <laughs> Be stairwell C behind home plate. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, um, that smoke's from Manny's barbecue officer. That wasn't me. <laughs> no, but so, yeah, Kutch coming back this weekend. The tickets are. Um, the Pirates introduced flex pricing this year. Which, so, naturally, this is a high price compared to, say, like. Uh, random Red Series in. Pretty much. September. Pretty much. Uh, they introduced flex price this year. The Steelers introduced flex price a couple years ago. The Penguins do not do flex pricing. The um, uh, pit football, pit basketball does flex pricing. So right now, for tomorrow night's game, you can get an upper bleacher reserve seat in left field for in section 237 for $14. Uh, let me scroll through. You can get club tickets, baseball club A, just to the left of home plate facing out the field for $60. You can get infield lower box, section 113, pretty much parallel with the pitcher's mound for 46 How about section 13? Uh, there's not one on here. For, uh, unless I, I haven't gone up in the higher price points yet. Um you know, but I mean, there's tickets available, and honestly, your best bet is to buy the tickets on the secondary market because they're cheaper than they are at the box office. Yeah. So if oh, you are going to go to a Pirates game, thing, Steve, like we can get you in by buying off the secondary market because that's not <laughs> giving the money to the Pirates. It's giving the money to some schlub that already some schlub gave, already the, gave money the money to the, to the Pirates. Pirates. So you're not you're not feeding Nutting's wallet. You're just bailing out a schlub. The worst part is, and how is, how would you feel? If the last time you wasted money on something that wasn't worth it, if some random dude just came up to you and was like, here's your money back, no harm, no foul. Surprisingly, there's not... Buy some scalper tickets to the Pirates this weekend. Surprisingly, see McCutcheon. there's not a lot of tickets left available. And the ones that I'm are not surprised. inexpensive... I'm not, I'm not, that game's been circled Oh, this whole series has been circled since, yeah. It's a dilemma for me, you know, I'm... I got Riverhounds Friday. I got Pen- or Pirates. Man, I almost said Penguins. You almost did say Penguins. Pirates game Friday. Riverhounds game Friday. Also Irish Bingo. It's Greek Food Fest week at St. Nick's too. Man, it's a packed weekend. It's it packed. I mean, the Pirates should, they should, what the Pirates should do is they should say no outside food. Unless it's like pastizio or like moussaka. Spanakopita. Spanakopita. Galataborgo. And baklava. And baklava for dessert. You can bring that from outside. Any other outside food? Uh, I know. 
But I'll, but here's here check what else. I hope is George Comtevis has a good weekend at least. Here you go, Matt. You might want to jump on these right now. I don't know. You probably want to sit midfield, don't you? Uh, International Champions Cup uh, for Wednesday, uh, July twenty fifth mm-hmm. at Heinz Field, Dortmund uh, and Beneficia. Benfica. Benfica. So you can get lower corner section two nineteen row B for fifty dollars right now. You can get 110, which is midfield, uh, row A, for 163. See, that's too low. You gotta be a little higher. So you want like 510. You want like no, five not that ten. high. I don't want no, the no, no. first 510 row. row A? 510 row A is fucking great. I love I, you know, that that's section. Where I sat up there for like the Winter Classic and it was okay. Yeah, Winter Classic. I was in five. Fifteen. Yeah, it could be. It could be okay. I mean, like, I, I don't know what section number I was in, but I was, I was on a blue line, basically. Yeah. So I was in the corner of the goal with a pen shot, twice. Um. Yeah. So I was at the opposite end from where Crosby got elbowed in the head. Yeah. We don't need to remember that. No. You can get uh, Club East Prime tickets, one hundred and forty-two, row A to eleven. That's probably not bad. I do want to go to that. 211, 211 Club East. That's 45 yard line for the Steelers. Mm. Depending on which end of the row you're on. <laughs> you know, depending on what numbers of the row they are, what what seat numbers they actually are. Uh, it doesn't tell me what seat numbers they actually are. It just says two seats together, row A, and the 200 section in the club. I mean, that probably wouldn't be bad. But no, I mean, so there's tickets for the. International Champs Cup uh, at uh, Heinz Field coming in July I'm, as well. You know what? I'm I'm gonna probably try to go to that. Yeah, I, I mean, I, yeah, I, for I, as big as a soccer fan you are, there's no reason why you shouldn't. And that's the day you're gonna go to Heinz Field and you're gonna wear your soccer jersey of the team you support, and you're gonna see everybody else doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. You're not gonna see Benfica shirts everywhere. You're not gonna see no. You know, although I'm bummed because I my brother went to Portugal. Uh, my brother and his wife went to Portugal for their honeymoon, and they brought me back a Benfica mug, a Benfica coffee mug, mm-hmm. just because they know I like soccer, you know, and it was a really thoughtful gift. That's a cool and brother. And my damn cat knocked it off the counter and broke it. And it wasn't just a handle, was it? No, no, no. It shattered. Damn it. Yeah, I know. You know, so... Which cat was that? Moses. Uh, He's... Well, which cat was yours doing the, the thing that Julia... That was Laser Wolf. Laser Wolf was, was trying to help the penguins out by playing keyboard. No, see, I don't think he helped, though. I mean, he just, like, he just added to the tension. If he had played, like, a more, like, jaunty, up-tempo song, then, like, maybe it would have helped, but... You if know. you don't know what we're talking about, folks, go check it out. <laughs> yeah, check it out. It's go check out bold, bold PGH Sports on Twitter. Yeah, there's a whole um, there's a there's an at Steve Fernold and at MM Tasty and at where where, where where Matt was like, I'm not shaving my beard, damn it. I'm not. I, I did. I, I came like home. It. I came home from Lawrenceville. Of course, I was in Lawrenceville with beard beards and everything on my mind, right? So yeah. I came home. Was like beard, beards in Ville. Yeah, beard was gone mm. uh, at midnight on Monday night. Yeah, I'll shave, so I trim. I got a little electric trimmer and So another another news after Pirates and we'll talk about beards later. 
Uh, NBA conference finals are set. Cleveland and Boston in the East, and Golden State and Houston in the West. So honestly, you know what? This could be LeBron James's ninth time to finals uh, in a row. And it was funny online uh, if you saw any of it. You know how they people been doing those stupid like, you know, the the text whatever. Mm-hmm. And it was and the one was like LeBron texted MJ, "Hey MJ, moving on to the, to the to the Eastern Conference Finals." He's like, "How many rings you got?" He's like three. Then MJ texts back, six. <laughs> he's like, he's like, but I've been to eight confer- I've been to eight NBA finals in a row. I went to six. I have six rings. Like, yeah. you know, I mean, it, it, it's just funny when you see those little Facebook and Twitter things. Uh, it cracks me up. Um, and I'll sit and watch them for hours. It's ridiculous. You know, uh, <laughs> I heard I heard an argument today that Jordan was the best finesse player ever and LeBron is the best power player ever. Eh, I can see that. I mean, I, I don't disagree with that at all, but I, I think really like to be the best, I think either. you should transcend like whatever like sort of style you have. You know what I mean? Like, like LeBron's who's the best, who's, if, if LeBron's the best like power forward and Jordan's the best guard... Then you've got to also say like who the best center is in history, which I guess is Bill Russell. Um, I'm yeah. fine with that. Yeah, I mean LeBron plays both sides of the ball though. Exactly. Jordan uh, didn't play a lot of defense. No. Not saying he didn't play any defense, but he didn't play tough defense. You didn't see Jordan blocking Jordan block shots. shots. Jordan didn't like trail the play to come block a shot, even if it might have been goaltending. I mean, it happens. <laughs> you know, uh, unfortunately, uh, Philadelphia is out. We were actually pulling for Philadelphia a little bit. Because it's not that unfortunate. T.J. McConnell. Philly. Yeah, it's Philly. I mean, But yeah, like T.J. McConnell, local guy. Um, fun team, like, generally. They're going to be good. You know, like, they've, they've had, like, like Simmons about and Embiid who, like, were just blue chip their whole life and then got to the NBA and were injured. And like they're finally getting a chance to play a whole season, and well, they almost—I mean, not not almost. I mean, it was the the series ended four to one. Um, but for them for them to get this far this fast, that's awesome for Philly. And they're talking about LeBron maybe going to Philly next year. Yeah, that might be the move. I mean, if he wants to keep winning championships and taking um, a team to the next level, you know, Cleveland. Every year, Cleveland does the same thing. They, like, start with a bunch of people, and then, like, a quarter of the way into the season... Trade them out. LeBron's like, I can't deal with this, 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 and this. And then all those people are gone. Sometimes that's that's, sometimes it includes the coach. Um, (laughs) But if LeBron leaves Cleveland... He doesn't need to do his general manager role if he goes to Philly, because they've already got the pieces in place. Well, so, also, here's the thing about... I mean, LeBron's left Cleveland once, and mm-hmm. we saw what happened with the melee there. Yeah. He came back to Cleveland, won a championship in Cleveland. If he leaves again after going to three straight, fi- potentially four straight finals, and if they would win a championship this year, he'd bring two championships to Cleveland, and then he left again, what would that do? It'd be fine. You think it'd be fine? Yeah, I'd be fine with that. I think people would be pissed off because what could no. we done next year? 
you know. I mean, it's Cleveland. I mean, they're sad anyway. They're um, they they they're all so excited about the Baker Mayfield era with uh, the Cleveland that, Browns. That, that train wreck. They won't even notice when LeBron leaves a second time. Ooh. I don't think that's really what's going to happen, but it's kind of like how I look at you know, like the Penguins or the Steelers. I don't want to get ahead of us, but the Penguins mostly is how I feel. You know what? Like, you win, and then you win another. Like, it's okay. You know, I'm not I'm not going to get mad at you for your next decision. Even if that decision doesn't, like, put me at the center of, of the universe. Like, if, if the Cavs win this year, which I don't think they will, but mm-hmm. if they do win this year, then, like, LeBron gave them two titles in four years, and he can go do whatever he wants after that. Because compared to, like, the last championship Cleveland had in the 1960s 1959. with Otto Graham. 1959. So, yeah. 56, something you, like that. You, you know what? Like, LeBron could do what he wants to do. Like, he learned his lesson. He's not going to do a big show about it. Like, if he hadn't done the damn show, if he had just been like, hey, I'm, I'm going to sign head. this paper, and then, like, someone's going to send a press release, and it's going to end up on SportsCenter. Yeah, if he didn't you know, do a whole People would not hour. have been as mad as, like, you dragged us out here... And you basically, like, broke up with us on national TV. Pretty much. But that's all in the past now. Like, the the Final Four, I think we got the Final Four that we expected when the season started. Boston? Boston, Boston, Cleveland. I think, okay, so you got LeBron and and Kevin Love against Boston. Yeah. (laughs) You know, and Boston's got some damn good players. Yeah, and half of them are injured. Yeah, and a couple of former Cleveland guys, you know. Um, and then you got Golden State, which is stacked and still stacked. But they're also talking there's the chance that, you know, James Harden and those boys down in Houston can go ahead and potentially take out Golden State. I'm, I think I'm pulling for Houston. I want to see – I want the best finals possible, though. So I have to root for Cleveland. And even though they, you what, know, my, all my Warriors? Irish, all my Irish roots, like say that I should be a Celtics fan. So what? So what? The best finals possible, or best TV finals, or do you think we're just sick of it now of Cleveland and Golden State? That'd be the fourth year in a row for those two teams. Yeah, I think that I think that we're ready for Houston. It'd be nice to get some They've different got blood a good there. Team. I wouldn't mind seeing Houston and they've in got Boston. the reigning MVP. I wouldn't mind seeing Boston and Houston. I just don't think Boston can hang with Houston. If they if they get by Cleveland, it's gonna be like a seven gamer, and you know I don't know what they're gonna have left. I mean, too many injuries. You know I just I don't I don't think it's Boston's year. Like I think the West is superior. I think the only team in the East that can like reasonably, you know, have an expectation of beating either Houston or Golden State in seven games is the team that has LeBron. Yeah. And I'm not saying that it's like there's something about Cleveland's chemistry or that like they've got a deep squad that's like better than Golden State. I'm just saying, like, if there's going to be a champion out of the East, they need to have LeBron James on their roster. And there's only one team that has LeBron James on their roster. That is true. And speaking of seven game series, there's a game seven tomorrow night. Oh, in hockey. Yes. Uh, tomorrow night you got Nashville and Winnipeg at a game seven. I believe that's in Nashville. Yeah. Uh, yes. So 
the winner of that, Vegas is awaiting. So the Western Conference Final is going to be Las Vegas Golden Knights. And whoever wins tomorrow night in Game 7 in Nashville between the Winnipeg Jets and Nashville. How about Winnipeg coming on? I yeah. Mean, in the last, they've built that team. They've built that team, and they've built that team. They've moved pieces in and around and about. Um, I mean, they have some players that have been there since the oh. Atlanta days. Oh, yeah. Definitely. Uh, Bufflin. Yeah. <laughs> you know, he, he's been on that team. Uh, Howard Is Howard Chuck still there? I don't know. Do they still have Kane? Evander Kane? No. No, Evander Kane's out in... Um, he's still in the West, but he just lost to Vegas. Okay. Um, but yeah, and then also uh, the other hockey series, the Eastern Conference Finals, is the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Washington Capitals. Capitals, man. Uh, we're us sad. We're upset about it. We're not shocked by it. We're mad, but we're not upset. I'm not mad. Did you see that stupid stat? That, like, and I have it written down under our Penguins segment, but the Penguins have been champions for over a thousand days. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's ridiculous. It's a good feeling. It is a good feeling. It's very nice. Um, so, I also, again, we talked about whoever does the social media for the Vegas Golden Knights. is savage fuck. Uh, so, instantly, the Vegas Golden Knights put out a picture with Mark Andre's Ferrari's face that said, we're sorry to the Pittsburgh Penguins, but at least I could, I still have a chance at a three-peat. Mm. <laughs> That's not what a three-peat is. Uh, correct. I mean... Three-peat is three is the team in a... Th- the, the same team three years in a row. But I, was, I just want to see him win four in a row and call it like a flurry slam. A flurry slam. You remember the Tiger Slam? Oh, the Tiger Slam. The flurry slam. Hold all four majors at the same time, even though they weren't in the same year. Um, the only time I've ever seen an actual Grand Slam was in tennis, I believe. Mm. And then there's the Serena Slam, which yeah. was the... Wasn't in the same year. Same like, year. And, yeah. Yeah. But, did Federer uh, do all four in one I, year? I think Federer did yeah, all four probably. in one year. He's done there. He's amazing. Yeah, right? French Open's coming up soon. Oh, kind of pumped about that. Things we can watch at 2 a.m. Well, French Open won't be on at 2 a.m. You know, eight hours ahead of us? Six. Six ahead? So, yeah. Be like early morning, afternoon. You'll yeah. be wrapping up right around dinner time. Yeah, the Australian Open is the one that's always at, like... I watch so much Australian Open. <laughs> I screwed up schedule. <laughs> yeah, the Australian Open is when I come home, like, what's on for live sports at 1 a.m.? Oh, Australian Open. It's Julia was actually like, what are you watching? I was like, the Australian Open. She's like, there's an Australian Open? I was like, yeah, you've just never seen it before because it happens at 5 in the morning. Yeah, right? <laughs> it's because it's noon there. Yeah, but I'm awake and I'm not going to bed. <laughs> But no, so we have uh, NHL. Uh, we're not gonna not watch hockey anymore. I know I'm still gonna watch hockey. I love watching hockey playoffs, and uh, you know, hockey is one of those sports that I watch any two teams play. For the most part, I can say that about a lot of sports, though. So that's really not a good guideline. Uh, if it's Capitals, Boston, uh, I might not feel as good. Yeah, you know, I watch the Lightning. I mean, we got Chris, I don't like the Lightning, but I'm fine if they win. You know, whatever. Chris Kunis is down there. I think they're the lesser yeah. of two evils. I think the Lightning are the lesser of two evils in the point, Eastern Conference. Yeah, at this point, and I think the lesser of four evils for Pittsburgh fans is the Vegas Golden Knights. Yeah, um, a lot of uh, there was a lot of talk on Twitter of 
and, and Facebook and whatnot and, and Instagram of, well, the pens are out, so now I guess Pittsburgh roots for Vegas. And you know what? Vegas has been, Pittsburgh has been Vegas's top market outside of Vegas for viewership. So <laughs> pretty much steady all year round uh, at that aspect of it. Uh, so, well, we love the guy. We love the guy. I mean, he spent, he grew up here essentially. I mean, you spent 15 years in one city. <laughs> you grew up here. Yeah. Uh, you know, granted he didn't get here until he was 18, but <laughs> his whole, his whole like career path. I mean, he went from being the Penguins best hope when they drafted him to a really good goalie who could get them to the playoffs to a choker with like mental problems who needs to go to therapy to a back-to-back Stanley Cup winning goalie. Right? And if he hadn't had the bad times, he wouldn't have had the, the good, good times. No, he would have had good times, but it wouldn't be as like remarkable. You know what I mean? Like imagine if Tom Brady had had like a four years where he just like couldn't hit somebody and he got benched for like Garoppolo and then had to like work his way back into the starting lineup. You know? You'd be like, wow, Brady was amazing, but he also had character because he fought through adversity. Like, Fleury has fought through the adversity. You know, he's got three Stanley Cups. Lost one. Lost one. You know, early exits in the playoffs. Like, terrible playoff goals against averages. If anyone deserves to win another Stanley Cup this year, albeit with an expansion team... I mean, it's for I think this would be the first time ever that an expansion team would win or could win. Yeah, I don't think it's ever happened. Uh, yeah, an expansion would. This is the first time an expansion team's gone this far into the playoffs. I'm not saying that. I, I think the St. Louis Blues, the St. Louis Blues made the playoffs, and there's a couple other teams that made the playoffs in expansion years. That's whenever like the NHL expanded drastically, from six to twelve teams, from six to twelve mm-hmm. or whatever. And so, of course, there was teams going to make playoffs that haven't made playoffs mm-hmm. before. Um, you know, I, I think actually the Flyers are one of those teams that made the playoffs in the first year of existence. That was a long time ago, though. 1967? Yeah. Yeah. You know, again, I mean, I, I we were mentioning how the Penguins have held the Stanley Cup for well over a thousand days. I don't know the exact number of days. Uh, and technically, they still hold the Stanley Cup for another couple weeks. Couple weeks, you yeah. know. Um, and uh, uh, and somebody posted out of how many thousands upon thousands of days it's been since the Flyers have won a cup. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but hey, that's what you get when you're Philadelphia. That's not our problem. That's their problem. It is. Speaking of the Penguins, we're gonna go ahead and take a break right now. We're gonna come back and we're gonna talk about this last segment about. Our beloved boys of winter, and coming to get you, and we'll see what's on the horizon for next year and so forth and other things like that. In the meantime, you get to listen to what's going on at Sorgatron Media Studios in Beachview. We'll be right back. Let's talk tech. Tech news discussions from the people in the industry right here in Pittsburgh. Online gadgets, startups, and more. Check it out at AwesomeCast.net. All right, folks, and we're back for our final segment here of episode 34 of Bold Sports. So, of course, 
we talked about it. The Pens lost uh, in the second round to the Washington Capitals. It's uh, sad. It's upsetting. We now have to watch two more rounds of hockey with no Penguins in them. But we don't have to watch two more rounds of hockey. We don't have to. And that's how I feel now is that in years past, when like before the most two recent Stanley Cups, when the Pens would go out, like I just didn't watch any more hockey. Like remember when the Blackhawks won the Stanley Cup? Right. I never saw it. I didn't watch. Any of the three? Nope. Hmm. Nope. I didn't watch. But I think I'm a lot bitter now. Like I think I'm. I'm I'm able, and like we already talked last segment, we're still on board with Vegas. We're gonna watch Flurry. Um, but yeah, I'm just not bitter. I I'm mean, not bitter. I'm, I'm disappointed. Not, I'm disappointed. I'm mad, but I'm not upset. Yeah, I'm mad, but I'm not stressing. Mm-hmm. So we have. Uh, so again, I said my beard is gone. Well, mine is anyway. I don't require you to shave. I don't expect you to shave. It's just my. You better thing. not because. Yeah. It's just. It's just. Anyone my... who's expected it in the past fourteen years has been. Yeah. Right. Sorely disappointed. Yeah. I, I personally grow my beard from the bye week of the Steelers till the Penguins are done. Oh. That's no. that's my personal. So I get a good six month run usually. Okay. Not bad. Depending on when the bye week is. And, she's, and lately it's been around week eight. Usually early. Mm-hmm. Oh man. Lately it's been around week eight. So yeah, you know. I, I think it's around week six or something mm-hmm. this week this year. Um, but you still got the chin fuzz. It's not. Like yeah, I, I'm not completely. I, I gotta keep a little something. Mm. Otherwise, it. people start carding you for cigarettes. Oh God, yeah. Card me for everything anymore. Uh, <laughs> mainly see if I'm a felon or I'm. They just, well, yeah, that's what I said. They know you're old enough. They just don't know if you're allowed to be walking around. <laughs> I I do live within 500 yards of a school, mm. so I'm good. It's Catholic school, though, so... I'm really good. <laughs> <laughs> They're harder. You're super Catholic. <laughs> right? Uh, <laughs> uh, the Pens did play their best, um, but it has come out. Uh, I watched uh, uh, Jim Rutherford's uh, presser. Uh, Kessel has played most of the second half of the season and all the playoffs with an injury. And Broussard got injured in the last week of the regular season and spent all the playoffs also playing with an injury. Uh, from what he said today in his presser this afternoon, uh, the Caps, you know, did Malkin have something too? Malkin actually sat out a couple games. Yeah. So these these other guys didn't. Malkin did. Um, the Caps just played a hell of a series. Uh, their D was tough. The Pens D mainly Tang made some dumb decisions, um, and the Caps played better. I mean, it, it's not. Uh, you could tell. Like, I just had a feeling, like, the day of game six, um, like, I I just had, like, a bad feeling. Like, I, I can't really describe it except to say that, like, it kind of reminded me of how I felt on the day of, what was it, Super Bowl 45? The one the Steelers lost to Green Bay? Yeah. And it, it was different... The only thing that was different, like, in, in Super Bowl Forty Five, I felt like everyone around me, every Steeler fan that I talked to, like, just the general tone, was like, everyone was, like, overconfident, weren't, like, giving the Packers the credit they deserved as being a good team, like, they got Aaron Rodgers, they got Jordy Nelson, like, you know, like, what, what else do you need? Like, they're, they're a good team. Hey, Woodson. 
So, like, I just, I was just, like, really nervous because I felt like they were going to lose. Um, I didn't want them to lose, and I didn't want to, like, go out, like, making predictions, trying to, like, show off how, like, you know, smart I am about football. But I just had a feeling that it wasn't going to end the way that most people thought it should. Now, with this Penguins game, with this Penguins series, because it's a series and not one game, I think everyone had a chance to kind of watch how things were playing out. And other other than that, like, five-minute window in, like, was it game two? Mm-hmm. Where the Penguins got three goals and reversed the score? Yes, that like, was game they two. Re- other than that, like, they didn't really look that good against Washington. Every, you know, and... Every time Kuznetsov had the puck on his stick, I got a little nervous... You know? Well, it was game five. Game five in D.C. That, um, you know, the Pens were down by one. Fold, fold Murray with a minute and a half left. And the Caps scored three goals, three yeah. empty netters. Yeah. I mean, the Pens had six guys in the zone and couldn't and couldn't couldn't gain the zone. Mm-hmm. They had six guys, couldn't gain the zone. Once they did gain the zone, it was pushed back out. Yeah. You, meant, you mentioned Latang, like... Latang gave up... He, he, the turnovers, he, the breakaways. He, he, he was he was caught off out of position more than once. I read Mark Madden's article, and Mark Madden has forgot more about hockey than you and I know. Uh, it's and one thing that that dude's good for. He might be an asshole, but you know what? He's forgot more about hockey than most people in the city know. Yeah, and I've um, I've forgotten more about what Mark Madden thinks he knows about hockey than you know he knows about hockey. Like I'm so sick of that guy. Telling everyone that they're too stupid to understand hockey. You know? He goes about the wrong way. We like hockey. We don't, like... You know what I mean? Like, I like my car. I don't know how to fix it. But I like it. Doesn't mean, like, I have no right to fucking drive it. I mean... I'm sick of that guy. He causes more, like, division. (laughs) Like, this whole notion that, like, you've got to be a Steelers fan or a Penguins fan. It's fucking bullshit, man. You're a Pittsburgh fan. You're a Pittsburgh fan. You know, the thing about Mark Madden is, is he's a shock jock. You know, he, he gets a rise out of people for good and for bad. Here and there, the guy knows hockey. Um, he has definitely proven his hockey knowledge over the years, though he goes about it maybe the wrong way. Um, no, but then he's like... He clearly hates Steeler fans and loves oh. Penguin fans. Yeah, but then and he goes the pe- on. If, if, if Steeler fans behave the way that the Penguins fans were behaving, like, you know, like every time Murray, like, let in a bad goal, everybody on Twitter would be like, oh, that was a bad goal. And he'd be like, you know what the fuck you're talking about. You're stupid. You know? But, like, if Roethlisberger throws five picks, it's like the other way around. It's like Steeler fans are like, well, it's not the end of the world. And he's just like, oh, you're just a bunch of stupid idiots. Like, the Roonies can do no wrong. Like, I'm so sick yeah, of that guy. I mean, he's the main reason I started a podcast, because I think I could do a better job. <laughs> Don't at me. <laughs> Here and there, Mark Madden said, if you if you are considering the Penguins trading Latang, you, you're you're off your rocker. Um, just because he's had some he had some bad games and made some mistakes. Um, I totally agree. He, with he that. still remains on the team. He he still is a leader of the defense. He still plays the point uh, on a power play. He is still a, a, a top. He's the number one defenseman on the team and a top six in the league. Yeah. 
Uh, you know, so he's not he's not as good as he once was. He's not as good as he once was. But, but he's as good once as, as he, he ever was. As he ever oh, was. Man, <laughs> man this this just makes me sad that the Toby Keith restaurant didn't open. I know, right? We could, we could be celebrating a another trip to the conference finals at Toby Keith's, but instead we're stuck here on my couch, sitting on your couch, and record the podcast about how the podcast pens lost. About how the pens lost. Yeah. Uh, honestly, uh, Rutherford did say in his, in, in his, uh, presser, some funny notes that he, uh, they, 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 they asked, they says, how long are you going to be around? He said, I get asked this every year. He goes, I'm going to be around. He goes, he goes, I think I'll be around a little bit longer than you guys <laughs> making a joke. <laughs> he was making a joke about it. It was awesome because this whole, whenever he was in Carolina, people asked, how long are you going to be around? And people thought him coming to Pittsburgh was going to be like a holdover GM position while like. Billy Guerin, like, learned underneath of him. Do you remember when Jim Rutherford told Rob Rossi to go sell ice cream? <laughs> Do you remember that? I think it was Rob Rossi that asked him that question again, and Rob Rossi. <laughs> <laughs> Today, he's saying, I think I'll be around a lot longer than you. He goes, right, me personally? Like, he goes, be, maybe. I'll be, um, around, I'll be around as long as the spoon stays in the cup when you hold it upside down. <laughs> and if you don't hold it upside down, then it's free. <laughs> but, uh, he also said that, you know, there's going to be changes with the team. There's going to be changes with the organization, uh, which is to be expected with any um, professional organization. There's going to be changes. There's changes to the Steelers every mm-hmm. year based on draft picks. And unfortunately, yeah, they drafted a new starting quarterback this year. <laughs> apparently. Oh, we didn't even touch we gotta on touch that. We got to touch on that very we, briefly. We will touch on that. Um, we will touch on that. But with the Penguins. Do you remember where you were when Ben Roethlisberger was like oh, crowned the all-time queen of drama of oh, all time? Man. We'll like, finish with your they, brother. Did they, did they well, play like? Did, was there like a march? Like, did, did you throw flower petals? Like, I was there for it, man. Yeah, uh, he's been a drama queen ever since that day that they pulled him off on a stretcher and he gave the thumbs up like right before he went into the tunnel. Like that, 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 that was when I realized like this guy can throw, he can run a little bit. Drama queen. Again, <laughs> Ben Roethlisberger was good once. <laughs> He's still good. He's still good. He's still good. He's still good. But his best skill is, like, making shit up that doesn't need to happen. And, and like, basically, like, basically, like, playing out in his head that, like, oh, I think the Steelers are trying to replace me because they drafted a quarterback in the third round. Like, shut up. And, and you know what? They drafted If you want to play five more years, that's fine. You know who's not going to be around for five more years? To be your damn line. backup, Landry Jones. Landry. So they had to draft another Landry Jones, and they did. And hopefully he's yeah. better than Landry Jones. Because you know, you're like, going to get hurt, Ben. You're going to get hurt at some point. You know what? Uh, but I think this kid could be decent, though. I mean, he's... Uh, he could be decent. You know, and you had... Uh, who, who was it? In, uh, Schefter, Mel Kuyper Jr. put him... Uh, you know, said he should have gone the first round, but his stock fell because of all the other quarterbacks, other quarterbacks. in front of him. I mean, five there's a, there's went... a finite need for quarterbacks. Yeah, I mean, I mean, you know, Baker Mayfield should have gone number one, but you know what? But that's just the Browns. That's being just the, the Browns. Browns being the Browns. They could have uh, had Barkley and Mayfield. They could have had Barkley if they had just taken <laughs> Barkley first, right? <laughs> but that's the Browns. Just do the math. Like the team that can't count to four. Basically, is the Browns like they're gonna punt on third down at some point next year? That's my prediction. They're gonna, they're gonna punt on like third and two. So, so what was what was Roethlisberger's quotes? I, I I 
something it. about like I mean I read he's it not over. Wrong. He's not wrong. He's not wrong that they didn't do enough to get better right now. Um, but they don't need to add more weapons on offense. Like they've got plenty of weapons on offense. Um, I can see why he'd be like a little ticked that they traded like Martavis Bryant. But like he's already survived a year without Bryant when Bryant was suspended. Um, like I don't, I don't think he's wrong. I just think it's wrong for like you know if you owned a business, how would you feel if your like longest tenured employee just came out and like said like well you know Steve doesn't really like seem to want to succeed this year. You know like you'd be like hey, you know if anyone can like give me the benefit of the doubt, it would be you who's been around. Like, Ben Roethlisberger has been with the Steelers ever since the year that they went 6-10. and 10. Have they ever done anything to, like, dramatically get worse in an offseason? No. No. And Roethlisberger's first year at the Steelers, he went 15-1 and one as he got thrust into the, to the, or, to the quarterback position when Tommy Maddox in Game 1 against the Ravens had his elbow jacked up. I mean, they're tagging... You know. They tagged Le'Veon Bell... They tag Lev They Bell. still have... They're, they're paying Antonio Brown. They're paying Antonio Brown. I Lev mean, Bell's getting $14.5 million What else does he want? Uh, you know what? Here's the thing. Defense needs to be better. Uh, and they drafted, a, they drafted a safety. A strong safety that could potentially be an inside linebacker. And they drafted... Uh, they drafted another safety that could that is a safety out of Penn State. I think Ben just um, thinks they were going to get like Randy Moss in the third round and instead they took a backup quarterback. You know, they took they took a quarterback, they took the kid out of uh, Oklahoma State. What the hell's his name again? Mason Rudolph. Rudolph. Um, Second most popular Mason behind the yodeling kid. You know, so they took Mason Rudolph in the third round. They got the wide receiver also in the third round that was his wide receiver in college. See, I think they had to take a quarterback. You um, don't know what's going to happen. Like, Ben, ben no, could get injured and not want to come back next year. It's true. You know? you got to like, have somebody there waiting in the wings. He's Like, he changes, like, his tune all the time. I just like, don't want to have another Brett Favre situation. I'd be fine with a Brett Favre situation. Uh, I don't know. Aaron Rodgers has worked. If Mason Rudolph becomes the Steelers' Aaron Rodgers... That'd be awesome. And takes takes the Steelers to like one Super Bowl as opposed to three Super Bowls. Kinda how like Rogers has done one as opposed to Brett Favre. Two. two. Brett Favre did two. Like I would take that. I'd be very happy with that. Brett Favre's two Super Bowls were in the nineties. Yeah, well, you know. You know. But uh, you know, it, his comments were uh, on it was the Cook and Pony show where he was on the Asimus The Ben Roethlisberger show featuring Cook and Pony. Yeah. For like an hour a for week. For like an hour a week, yeah. And there's always nuggets. You know, he saves his best, so his they, best talk. So they them. they ask him, and he says, he says you know, how about mentoring uh, Mason Rudolph? And he goes, he goes, if he asks you a question, he goes, I think I might have to point to the playbook and uh, let it go from there. I think it was his comment. Um, That's idiotic. You know. Really said that? Yeah, that was, I believe that was his comment, his, his statement there. Uh, you know, and then him being I guess shocked. Randy Fickner's going to have to, like, do the rest of the work. Oh, man. To bring this guy along. That's that's bull, man. Well, at least Randy Fittner has quarterback uh, pedigree. Right, exactly. But I'm saying, like, a quarterback coach or an offensive coordinator with, you know, quarterback pedigree, like you said, you know, he's got enough on his plate. Right. Um, And it's his job to, like, coach all the quarterbacks or to, like, coach the offense. Um, But if you've got somebody there with experience... 
Yeah, been in the organization since 2005. I think that's Ben just being a little bitter. I don't think he's bitter. I just, I don't know. Maybe he's just trying to say, like, I still want to be the starter for as long as I can, and he just goes about it the wrong way. I, I, I think to, he, to say that, like, I'm not going to do anything more than, like, point to the playbook, like, really? You're not, you're not going to, like, tell him, like, this is what it's like when Terrell Suggs is coming around the edge as opposed to, like, whoever rushes around the edge for Kansas. You know, like, that's important. That's not giving up your starting spot. That's just saying, like, this is what I see when I take the field every week as the starting quarterback of the Pittsburgh Steelers. You should look for this in practice and then watch it on the film when we have film session. I mean, there's nothing wrong with that. You're not... Ugh, ben, I, I love Ben because I, I have come to accept that he's, like, kind of a diva. Um... Mm -hmm. As long as he doesn't let that, like, ruin the team. Like, if he gets injured and then he's still being a dick to Mason Rudolph and it, like, you know, is detrimental to his development when they really need him to be playing, I mean, I don't think that would actually happen. Like, I just think Ben knows that he's got the starting job no matter what he says or does. And, I mean, if Mason Rudolph wants to be an NFL quarterback, like, he's going to have tougher opponents than Ben's diva mouth. You know, he's he's got Von Miller to deal with, potentially. Or, you know, whoever the next big edge rusher is after, you know, Von Miller retires and J.J. Watt's gone and Ben Roethlisberger's out and suddenly Mason Rudolph is the starting quarterback for the best team in the AFC North. Now, we could all just wait for that to play out and talk about how we feel about the Penguins right now. But it looks like you got something for us. I'm looking up for the exact quotes. It uh, doesn't matter. He's he's an ass. He's our ass. He's a he, he's he's an he, ass, but he's our ass. He's an ass. He's our ass. You know. I mean, um, he's still the elite quarterback. Da -da 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 -da. Yep. Yeah. Some of these. He, uh, some of these articles, it's hard to find the exact quote, but it was along the lines of, you know, when they asked him if he would, you know, how, how mentoring, and when Mason Rudolph asked him some questions, that he's, he said, he goes, at that point, I'd have to point to the playbook and um, let it go from there. Uh, and that he was shocked that they drafted a quarterback in the third round when there was other helpful positions players available that they needed in other helpful positions and you know what are they going to be impact players in the first year though like we can't assume that ben roethlisberger is the steelers quarterback you can't assume beyond that gonna, next year you're not you, you don't know that you're going to draft have a six round draft pick wide receiver come out and be antonio brown you don't and antonio brown didn't come out until i mean he was on the team but he didn't have a breakout until the second or third year but if you're picking uh, Antonio Brown in the sixth round, like, someone could have had him in the third round if, if they had, like, done their homework and had a hunch about him. Right. Could have happened. And, yes, the Steelers could have picked the next Antonio Brown in the third round. But Antonio Brown was not Antonio Brown his rookie season. He was not Antonio Brown until two, two years in. And two years might not be enough time for that third round hypothetical impact 
skill position player to ever click with Ben Roethlisberger because Ben might be done after next what year. Were the, Antonio Brown's the only receiver out of that core that we had. It was what, uh, uh, Sanders? Emmanuel Sanders. Young Money Fam? Yeah, the Young Money Fam. Emmanuel Sanders, Antonio Brown. Mike Wallace. Mike Wallace. I mean... And he's easily the best of those three. Easily the best of those three. But easily. when they drafted him, like, you're looking at Mike Wallace and Emmanuel Sanders, and and you're just like, and this Brown guy's decent, I guess. Yeah, and Mike Wallace at the time was already on the team a few years, and, you know, was already Mike Wallace. Deep threat, everything, mm. tall guy. Ben liked him. Mm. <laughs> Sanders had the build. Sanders had more of like a Sanders had the, uh, you know, had the like athletic the build over like the middle. Deep though too. I mean, he. I mean, he's a slot receiver for the Broncos. Yeah, but he's a big slot receiver. He's a big slot Brown's receiver. like a. He's got a slot receiver body, and like a number one just style. Yeah, you know, and he's got hands. But he's you good. did when you looked at Wallace, Sanders, and Brown. Like Brown was like a. He was like a throw in, like nice thing to have. You know, now, now he's he's, he's the, everything. Now he's the stud. Yeah. He is. Um, speaking of studs, do you see the Penguins losing any? They're pretty much all under contract. Yeah. The, the, uh, Jim Rutherford in his press conference said that there's going to be moves. There's going to be players that will be leaving. There's going to be players that will be coming back. There's going to be new players coming in. You know what? You come to the Penguins and he, he won two championships right away. Phil? Rutherford. Jim Rutherford. Rutherford. Oh, I thought you. I'm sorry. Like I got ahead. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. I and mean, I, I just, I just thought maybe you were like saying I mean, trade Kessel. No, no, no. We're not trading. I mean, he brought he brought Kessel in here. I mean, he's he he be, he got Kessel to come to Pittsburgh. You know, he made that deal happen. Um, the guy we gave up for him scored some pretty goals in the playoffs mm-hmm. for Toronto. Yeah. Uh, that was one of our top prospects. But you know, Rutherford was under you know. Uh, their minor league system, I think, is a little depleted right now because they dealt a lot of picks. They dealt a lot of minor league guys, and they dealt a lot of picks to build the team they have now. And I, I'd have to sit down and pull up all the Penguin players' contracts to find out who's under contract, who's restricted, who's unrestricted, and whatnot. Maybe I'll do that homework over the weekend hmm. and get ready for next week for that. That's so depressing. Like but, The thing I hate the most about losing in the playoffs is how everyone starts talking about, like, breaking up the team immediately. Right. And, you're and not I haven't gonna... allowed myself to look at contracts and everything, but yeah. as I become more... It's been, a, it's been a day and a half. Yeah. As as I get, like, more into, like, accepting and moving on, then, like, yeah, let's let's revisit some Penguins free agency next week. How does Drew Bledsoe get a press conference at the Celts game because he was sitting courtside? That's what no, I want to know. Okay, because Eric Bledsoe was, was in, like, who does he play for? Eric Bledsoe got heckled by, like, someone. And they called him Drew Bledsoe. So then, like, the person who heckled Eric Bledsoe showed up wearing a Drew Bledsoe jersey. And so now, like, Drew Bledsoe is a meme in the NBA playoffs. He has not been this relevant in years since he got... To fill in for Tom Brady in that playoff game where Brady was like briefly injured against the Steelers. <laughs> when when Brady got hurt, I, I just remember everybody in my house being like, "Yes, finally, this Brady guy is not a problem anymore." And then my one buddy was just like, "You know, their backup is Drew Bledsoe." Yeah. 
<laughs> Son of a bitch. Facepalm. <laughs> facepalm wasn't even a thing. We might have invented facepalm like that day. The, Matt invented facepalm. Yeah. Doornut. You knew a Steelers fan was going to invent it. Sure. <laughs> sure. Uh, but you know what? Penguin season's over. But uh, they'll be back. There'll be the memories. There'll be the memories. We had. Good, we, still good I, I gotta tell you, you know what? Like, some of these guys need to learn losing. Yeah. I, I was Gensel, Gensel needs to learn losing. Murray needs to learn losing. Murray needs to learn catching. <laughs> Murray a different story for a different day. Um, <clears throat> we don't have another hour and a half. No, we don't. <laughs> you know, I just like so. I was downtown today, driving down Boulevard of the Allies. And it hits me. This is the parade route. I'm not going to see another parade until probably St. Patrick's Day. Hmm. You know? Yeah. Pirates World Series Parade. They probably have it up at Seven Springs just for, like, financial reasons. <laughs> just to sell hotel rooms. That's <laughs> fucked up. But <laughs> let's be serious. Like, that's not going to happen. But, like, were it to happen, could you imagine? It's like, yes, like, we're we're having our victory parade at the... At the Laurel Highlands Skeet Shooting Club, and it's $75 entry fee. Like. <laughs> We're having the Pirates World Series Parade between Hidden Valley and Seven Springs. And, yes. Uh, I would love to see a Pirates World Series Parade. I would, too. I would love to see a Pirates World Series Parade. I hope it happens in our lifetime. Me, too. And even if I... I hope I'm able-bodied enough to, like, climb up to the top of the Liberty Tubes and wave a Pirates flag when it happens. But it might... I might be like 85. You, you might have to roll my ass down from like the Mazza Pavilion. <laughs> but I'm going to wave a flag someplace. Oh. Jolly Raising the Jolly Roger, man. Oh, come on, Pirates. Let's roll me down series. Pioneer in my wheelchair. I don't want to be like... I mean, the Pirates have won a World Series in my lifetime, but I don't remember it. You don't remember it? Yeah. At all. At all. I was, I was, I was a wee... Wee lad. I was a wee lad. Well, you know, the Steelers beat the Raiders a few years ago, and I barely remember it. I was there. I barely remember it. You were hammered. <laughs> I was with Phil. Uh, of course Phil you seats. were hammered. I've been with Phil in Phil's seats. <laughs> I was at that Thursday night Texans game where, you know, Brett Kiesel made J.J. Watt look like an idiot. Oh, man. <laughs> Good times, good times at the Steeler games, like in Phil seats. Phil seats. Oh yeah. God! If you guys don't know Phil, you you, you need to under, you yeah. need to meet this guy. Mm -hmm. uh, but yeah, he'll do your taxes and then explain to you for like a half hour how the NFL is rigged. <laughs> and then tomorrow he can bail you out of the DUI you yeah. get on the way home. Uh -huh. yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's our Phil. <laughs> Alright guys, thank you very much for listening to another episode of Bold Sports. We'll be back next week um, with hopefully some delightful Pirates news. It'll be good Pirates news. Um, I'm predicting two Riverhounds wins, depending on when we uh, when we record. If we record on Wednesday night, that's when they play Erie. I know next week. I love playing Erie in sports. It's good. Beat Erie. I know my Erie friends don't give a shit about soccer, but if they did, all I have to say is Ryan, Kyle, Pat, you guys are going down. 
There it is. Matt's Matt's college buddies. Big hockey fans, big football fans, soccer fans, eh, not really. Probably aren't even aware that Erie has a team. <laughs> no, I wasn't until tonight. There's a, there's some really good breweries up there hanging out, yeah. getting banged up. Uh, but we'll uh, be back next week with uh, some baseball talk. NBA uh, conference championships should be in full swing. Preakness preview. Preakness preview. There's there's two weeks in between the derby and the Preakness. Uh, then we also have um, NHL uh, will be in probably game two by that mm-hmm. time for the conference finals. Uh, Cavs will probably be like three up on the. We'll see. There might the be another. There might be another no hitter. There, um, there could easily be a no hitter. You know. I might even get to watch it for my job. <laughs> there it is. All right, folks, you guys have a good sports week, and Matt and I will be back with you next week. Follow us exclusively at Bold PGH Sports on the Twitter, and then also Bold Pittsburgh on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. And at Steve Fernold on and Twitter. And at MM Tasty on Twitter. And, and Venmo. And Venmo. If you just send, want to send me random money, send, send Matt money. Because who doesn't like random money? I love random money. Unless it's been reported to the IRS. Then we hate it. Yeah, just keep it. Alright folks, have a good week. We'll take it easy. Hey Ians, thanks for listening to Bold Sports. You can always listen at Sorgatron Media, on Stitcher, iTunes, or wherever you uh, love to listen to podcasts. Make sure to catch us every Wednesday for your recap and breakdown of your favorite local sports and news of the weekend for the upcoming game expectations. You can contact us at Steve Fernald on Twitter, at MMTacy on Twitter, or at BoldPGH on Twitter. Hashtag BoldSports. BoldPittsburgh on the Facebook or BoldPGH.com.